Welcome to episode 334 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man back across the table from me, wearing his scary hat. It's Russell John the Fisher Man. You made it sound like I went somewhere. I went somewhere, you yeah. dick. You're back. I'm back, but you're back to me. Okay. <laughs> Coming back to right. me. Feels good to be back. Krampus too. How we doing? I'm okay. How's everything? How was the house? By the way, what happened to our thermostat outside? Because it's not there on the wall anymore. Oh, Oksana. Here, let me turn on your mic. It- Oksana Valeria Versace <laughs> joining us. It was not a thermostat. It was a CO. Whatever. It told whatever. the temperatures of it the house. It kicked the bucket. How so? It started beeping five times, which why would you ever know that that means that it's at the end of its life cycle? And All it right. was doing that every minute. So, yeah, there's a CO2 detector. It's supposed to regulate the air. Remember how the curb was bubbling up outside with gas from yeah. the floor? I guess that's supposed to detect if it gets in the house, which yeah. it didn't do. Yeah. When we were evacuated. Correct. But uh, but it did tell the temperature inside the home. It, it does uh, alert you when the battery is low by beeping very loudly five times in a row. Well, that doesn't mean it kicked the bucket. It just means we changed out the batteries. Uh, nope. That's only three beeps. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, what? 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 <laughs> yeah. No. This is the first time I've heard this thing make any noise. Apparently, three beeps means it's either an error or... Your air is contaminated. Four means the other thing. Five means it's dead. Get a new one. Oh, Not okay. That the batteries are dead. So it was telling us that it was suicidal. Also, if you were here, you would have been fucking angry because it was loud. And we were in the room like, what is that? Uh, I, so, so my smoke detectors have beeped before without any smoke coming through. <laughs> So I don't know. There was smoke coming through when you're smoking. Incorrect. <laughs> incorrect. Not the second time. Thank you very much. You probably carried it in with you from out front. There was no smoke. I don't know what your, what is your argument? I'm just saying, I think I heard it. That was a couple months ago. Oh no, that thing was fucking loud. No, it was, no, I'm with you. It was also okay, incredibly yeah. loud. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be five times in a row. So by the time you got up to look for it, it was done. You're like, what the fuck? You go back in your room and goes at it again. It was really weird. Where is it, though? It's in our room. (laughs) Did you smash it and hide it under the bed? No, so there's a little thing you're supposed to, like, a little metal piece that you put into another piece. I don't know. (laughs) To disable it, basically. I did that, but it was still beeping, so I'd have to just silence it, and then 12 hours later, it would start beeping again every minute. So what'd you do? It eventually just died. I don't know. (laughs) It was crying for help, and now it's dead. To join us in this conversation about <laughs> appliances beeping nonstop is Randy Michaelstadt from Atlanta, Georgia. Randy, help That's us. That's me. What's up? Yeah, I uh, my old house in San Francisco that I was staying at, we also did not have a CO2 detector in that house. And my uh, parents were not happy about it when I first moved in. <laughs> but um, we also uh, potentially didn't even lock the door a lot of times, too, so... We were just living on the wild side out there. Wait, how did your parents know there wasn't a CO2 detector? Because they helped me move in, and I don't know, they, they oh, look at things. I hate that. It was Plus, a small place, so. They, they didn't want you to die like Brittany Murphy. I guess. No, I think she died from black mold, which I believe there was probably <laughs> mold in that house as well. Dude. Also, uh, I like that you're asking Randy about appliances. He did fix his clock. Oh, yes. That's it's true. not a blinky. 
Good job. Yeah, I haven't lost power since I fixed it, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how long it lasts. You still not using that dishwasher? Uh, no, just for wa- uh, drying dishes that I wash in the sink. God, it's a like staging a- area. I don't know. I kind of living like a hermit. I dig it. Fuck a dishwasher, man. They don't do a good enough job. We don't know. They don't do. You have to like pre-rinse it and then. Yeah, because you don't want food in there. You You got no. You got to treat it right. You just wash it. You got to treat it right. It makes sense for Randy because. He's, a, he's by himself. He's so wow. low, he's so low bolo. You were going to say alone. <laughs> and he, you he know. Lives, he lives alone, yeah. Dude, yeah, the gun is, is in the frame. We yeah. can see it. Don't yeah. say that shit. Yeah. You say living alone <laughs> is a bad thing. I, I am jealous every day. <laughs> living the dream. What would that baby. house look like? Fucking awesome. <laughs> Shag carpet. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Do you know, I had, when I moved into my dorm room, Freshman year, I had a shag carpet. Okay, you didn't bring it or install it. No, I brought it. I oh, brought, you did. I brought shag carpet. Oh, you had like my... a throw carpet. Correct. Oh, that's even weirder. Yeah, <laughs> shag throw carpet, baby. And what happened to it? All right, so I had a I had a throw shag carpet. Are you ready for this? How much I was getting fucking laid in that room, dude. <laughs> throw shag carpet, which was like mustard gold. A Napoleon Dynamite poster <laughs> and uh Let's Zeppelin Stairway to Heaven poster. All right, so you were a hipster. Like, yeah. I was, God, I don't like that. A fucking idiot. But was I'm it, 18. What do you want? Was it ironic? Because I'm 18. No. It was, <laughs> it was not ironic. Oh man, I don't know. How do you feel about that, Randy? Did you have a vote for Pedro shirt too? <laughs> Those were fucking everywhere, and I hated them. You know, I don't know if I did, because they they were ubiquitous. Yeah, they were yeah. everywhere. But I don't, I don't know. I think if I did, I think I had a a like knockoff version of that. <laughs> yeah. There's a band called Pedro the Lion. I made this reference the other day to uh, Christian, who saw Pedro the Lion. I said, uh, "Vote for Pedro the Lion." Be a cool shirt. <laughs> Who the hell's Christian? Uh, our buddy from the uh, now defunct podcast, Cellar Dwellers. Yeah, no, we don't talk about cancel yeah, culture what on the this fuck? show. Dude. We sent you out there and you destroyed their show. That's true. <laughs> that is true. That's what I do, baby. It was one of the only shows that Clark would listen to that was like film related. Dude, I did regularly <laughs> listen to them. I really did. And now we talk about them more now that they've been uh, destroyed by Randy. Dude, what the hell, dude? Why did you do that? This comes naturally. You even were like, dude, I'm going to be on. And then the next week, you're like, well, they're not a show. I was on once, I think, right? Maybe twice. Oh, that's right. You were. You were on. But you weren't your best. Do you want to know what I have on? Hmm. I uh, just took my shoes off. I don't know why I feel the need to tell you this, but uh, I have uh, socks on with bows. Like sound systems? <laughs> yeah, bows. No, like little uh, black like bow ties, but they're like, they're right here. Oh, it's blue. It's a blue bow. Do you see it? What? Your socks? Yeah. You don't have, I can't see anything. Kick your leg up. <laughs> I think it might be the color that you can't see. Kick your leg up. Uh, hold on. Let me take off my other one. I know you're not as flexible as me. Oh, dude. Part of my workout is I'm going to do the splits. <laughs> 
Dude, I've been working on it. You trying to S your own D like Rogan did? (laughs) (laughs) Look. Shit. What the hell? Yeah, they got bows on them. Why? I don't know. I'm a child and Oksana takes care of me. And (laughs) she went out to a uh, baby shower on Saturday and I was out of socks. So I went in her drawer. (laughs) And... And I was like, oh, cool. All my clothing is either uh, some sort of gray or black and white. And she had black and gray socks. So I was like, oh. And then I noticed there were bows on them. And I'm like, "Ah, am I going to put them back? And I was like, nah, I could do it. You can wear her socks? I was like, I could have some feminine energy in here. I don't know if she can wear them after. That's what I'm saying. I don't have like, (laughs) can you? Yeah. There's elastic. Okay. <laughs> still, though, I mean, I've still got some socks that are, it's a tight squeeze. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> Daddy's got them big old feet. <laughs> I love wearing women's clothing, by the way. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Randy. <laughs> so what, what Randy, type of- Randy, go ahead. You can, you can jump in here. I just said touche. Okay. What type of Teach socks do you own. normally wear? Oh, white. See? Short. Now, Randy, what type what type of socks you normally wear? You mix it up. It depends on the weather. I uh, I'm wearing an ankle sock right now. But what I'm getting at is like you you wear a patterned sock. Yeah, I'll wear a fun long sock every once in a while. Yeah, when they drop them off at his door. Also, that <laughs> that's true too. Yeah. How but, long ago was that? Was like three years ago, right? Probably something the, like that. Yeah. Those Bruce Lee socks. I remember talking about that at uh the Disney Dungeon. Now, Randy, will you will you mix and match your pattern sock? No. Oh, I'll do it. I don't give a shit. God. You're just begging for that attention. What are you talking about? You're like, I, please. Most of the time, you don't even see it. <laughs> I know. But like, you know, do what you got to do. <laughs> clean socks are clean socks. You okay. Know what I, mean? I didn't realize it was a, a utility problem. Yeah. You're like, I can't find a pair. Fuck no, it. dude, I can't. I, man, I'm telling you right now. It turns into like a New York Times crossword puzzle trying to match my socks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible, man. I don't know. I'd get rid of them. If I had a patterned sock and I only had one? No. Mix it's and going match. in the garbage. No, no, no. It's going in the cycle. I uh, actually... It's in the rotation. I threw... Honestly, um, it's funny. I'm not joking. I would throw those away. When I have holes in them, I usually try and rough it out for way too long. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Same. And if it's like a big toe, dude, it will hurt. Yeah. I'll be walking around hurting all day. So I've been trying to not do that. Yeah. Now, if I find a hole, I just rip it open and then I... I'm like, well, I can't wear it now. Well, I do that with underwear. Wait, what? <laughs> I got holy underwear. Holy underwear. That's right. Blessed? Yeah, you know it. Okay. What do? How How do you get holes in your underwear? <laughs> Just, you know, road, road <laughs> worn, dude. How do you get holes in anything? Oh, shit. God. I I don't know what to do with that. Holes, dude. Oh, are you on the tidy whiteies now? Uh, well, I don't. They're not white, but they are tight. What? They're briefs. I'm, uh, yes, I'm. I'm brief, fruit of the loom. I'm briefing it up. You going Michael uh, Jordan? No, they're not. They're the Target brand. Good, good fellows. Was it? Was that good fellows? I think good fellows. Good fellows. Yeah. yeah. Wait, really? Good fellows. Mm-hmm. Is the Target brand? Mm-hmm. I thought it was fruit of the loom. I thought they were just everywhere. No. No Target. Target I thought Target brand was up and up. Maybe for fucking broads. Eh? Up and up. <laughs> Yeah, that's the Target generic brand. But I mean, maybe that's just for food? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about underwear over here, Oksana. I don't shop. I don't know. What's going on with her today? I don't know. She's all over okay? the place. Yeah, I ate Taco Bell at midnight last night. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
And then I'm also just drinking coffee and water. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> oh, so you are suffering together over there like a couple dumb dumb. Well, here's the thing. Last time we recorded late in the evening, yeah. I was low energy and I didn't want to do it again. Yeah, but now you're like I'm weird right now. You need to be checked in. <laughs> yeah. To the facility. I feel like jittery, but like I don't have energy from it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. All right. I'm ready. We got shit to talk about today. It'll be fun. Randy, I think Randy does not look jittery. <laughs> Do I ever? You look kind of sunburned. I was just gonna say. That. Yeah, Randy, you getting some? Uh, you getting some uh, melanin? Uh, I got some vitamin D this weekend for sure. I walked like twenty thousand steps yesterday. When uh, I walked around Piedmont Park a little bit in the morning, and uh, I walked to Variety Playhouse to see Sharon Van Etten last night, and back, and then don't act like we know who that is. <laughs> People who are listening know. People know what's up. Sharon Van Etten. She sound, is she in Rob Zombie movies? <laughs> <laughs> No, she was in a episode of Twin Peaks: The Return, though. Oh, as she's a in one of the bands guest? that plays. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. I've been I've been outside a lot this weekend. Surprisingly, I oh. saw a meme. Good for you about Rob Zombie. Yeah, and somebody was like, "I figured it out. He's just hot topic, uh, Macho Man." Mm. <laughs> and they had a side by side, and I'm like, "Yeah, that checks out." Yeah, but Macho Man's cool. I don't know. You don't think Macho Man's cool? I'm. Oh, I mean, are you saying Rob Zombie's not cool, dude? Correct. <laughs> yes, that's correct. You guys are fools. That's, that's what's correct. up. Nah, Rob Zombie's fucking rad. I mean, Macho Man is cool. He's not Ric Flair cool. Ric Flair is the ultimate cool. I think. Yeah, I agree. Ric Flair's at the top. Hated him when I was little, though. Really? Yeah, you had to be a character. What? He is a character. I know, but I he's didn't appreciate the, he's that. He's the ultimate showman. You had to be a like monster. I oh, something. I understand. Yeah. I understand. The great. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you know, Sting is always going to be near the top for me as well. Yeah, but Ric Flair's got a little bit of that Andrew Dice Clay. Well, yeah, no, Rick. Where Ric like, Flair's is the he is showman. Just, he is just Ric Flair, and also you know his his intro music may be the best piece of music ever written. Also, Sprock Zarathustra. What? That's it. Bum, 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 why, bum, why do you bum, know bum, people bum, who make bum, that music? Bum, like the composer? Also, that's not, no, that's the name of the piece. Also oh, Sprock, okay. Why do you know the name of that? Because I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> Everybody right. knows that. It's one of the most famous pieces I've of never music heard of all that time. Before. Randy might know because he's a weirdo like you. I've heard of it, yeah. <laughs> Thus yeah. spoke Zarathustra. Yeah. Oh my God. And uh, you were and lame as two, hell. 2001. Yeah, it's in 2001. It so. opens up 2001. You probably don't even have bows on your socks right now. Definitely not. <laughs> I got, got bows on my ears, baby. That's got, not true. Oh God. That, I, got, I got naked toes down there right now, babe. All right. Well, we, we got a lot of films to talk about, right? I hope. Do we? I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be a fucking cool episode. I got, I got a weird one today. Yeah. I think I do, too. I did a weird thing, Daddy. You know, that's kind of the thing. I think the movie that I'm going to cover later on, I'm just not, like, uh, hyped about. I'm just going to ignore it. I love how she looked disgusted <laughs> and weird, and you powered through and Randy giggled. I, I didn't power through. It, I have, it didn't affect me in any I way. I know. Yeah, because you do this shit all the time. Oksana looked like she just drank vinegar. <laughs> that's why I don't want to be on camera. I can't. Why? My face does things. I can't stop. Okay. <laughs> 
Like smile because you're always happy. <laughs> even when you want to be angry. All right. Are we ready? We start this thing officially. Yeah. I mean, David's excited to see you again. Uh, he's a little chatty today, so I don't know. Oh, God. What? Why? Um, oh, God. He's, he's Randy sent me a video of him yesterday. I don't <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. With Why? What was he doing yesterday? <laughs> His Friday video was great. You got to watch it. He's going wild. Dude. He has videos. Yeah. <laughs> God. Randy, what the fuck, dude? Can you? Why are y'all hanging out with David Lynch? How is this show becoming an RPG? An RPG? Yeah. A role playing game? It's becoming a David Lynch RPG. (laughs) And I don't like it. Dude, it it would do way better if it did. (laughs) If we were just a David Lynch RPG, (laughs) we're becoming that. (laughs) What do you. I think you meant ARG? What's the difference? A role playing game is like Final Fantasy. We're playing a role. Know your role, that's candy a, that's ass. An argument also. Oh, yeah. my God. All right. Well, yeah, David Lynch, he's chatty today. You know, director of Inland Empire. One of our favorite directors. I don't know why you're so mean to him all the time. I mean, because it's enough. And it's, it's enough. You're just tired of everything. Confirmed. Yeah, I know. So I have to power through that. At least Randy's still excited. He likes him. Randy's got yeah, a new I saw Inland Empire last weekend. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah you did. You going to tell us about that? I stayed the whole time. I thought I might leave, but uh it was great. I hadn't I mean, seen it in a really long time. The 4K restoration of the very digital uh cinematography is pretty cool. It looks good in in spots and you know, it's purposely uh sort of blown out in certain other spots and like the very uh close-up shots of faces like, you know, obviously it looked very digital, but been a while since I'd seen it. Um, it was great. It, it ends a lot later than I remembered it ending. <laughs> but well, it's three yeah. hours long. I know. It's weird. It feels like there's, it feels like it could go on for four hours, but it also feels like it could have ended like three times earlier as well. But I do good. remember that. Well, here's the thing. Did everybody just show that movie because they were playing it out here too, just because there's rabbits in it? No, it's because Janice Films uh, is doing or did a 4K restoration of it. So I'm assuming it's probably going to come out on Criterion because it's a Janice release. But I mean, everybody did showed you, it on did Easter. You, did you really? Because again, I think that was, you know, yeah. consequential. Really? Yeah. You think it's the stars just aligned? Like you that? really think that they're going to show Inland Empire as an Easter movie? Yeah. <laughs> bunnies in I it? Literally, yes. You maniac. Am I the only? Come on. Yes. <laughs> you psycho. What the hell? Of course they did. And I'm sure everybody advertised like pictures with a bunny in it. Psycho. All right, right in. Uh, we have an, we have an email. <laughs> no, no, because whenever we get into an argument, the audience decides because they're right. You're like O in infinity <laughs> with that shit. It's fine. I know one day my time will come, and I think this is it. I think everybody was showing the bunny, the David Lynch bunny movie. Your time will come, and my puppets will come. Well, here's the thing. They know all you, you freaking girlfriend list uh, weirdos who love david lynch yeah. would show up because you're not going to any easter egg hunts well i'm colorblind <laughs> you know that's how they figured out i was colorblind really easter egg hunts what yeah because i couldn't find <laughs> Wait, so they went like oh he's either really dumb or colorblind <laughs> yeah <laughs> they really? were like well let's go with colorblind Oh, all right, that's depressing. Anyway, I do think what happy is, late Easter. What is the, I know Randy says it at the end every time. It's overlookhour at gmail.com. Yep. See, I know it now. Two for two. 
Two for two. All you right. Know, we'll, we'll, we'll check back in next week. All right. I also had a uh, bingo cards printed out for David Lynch for his intro, but they're not here yet. Um, do you want to take any uh, guesses for this week? What do we call that? Lingo? Oh, that's actually not bad. I, Lingo! Because Lynch, it always gets a little tricky. Lyncho! Yeah. No good. Bingo was his Lyncho. I don't know. There's something there, but I don't know. You got any predictions? Weekend work train. Okay, of course, yeah. Plenty of coffee. Okay, coffee. What's he working on? Any material or anything? Peace. Okay, and political. <laughs> peace is gonna be said. Okay. <laughs> He's on the peace train. He's Cat Stevens over hey, there. Hey, the peace train's not a bad train to be on. All right, True. well, again, you were warned. He's a little chatty today. I couldn't get him out of the fucking hallway. He barely got off the plane. When's he gonna talk about music again? Um, when we record on a weekday. <laughs> Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah, and he doesn't even talk about it. He's just like, I'm thinking of the monkeys. <laughs> and then that's it. Oh, that's a sad thing. All right. All right. Let's bring him in. Good morning. It's April 24, 2022, and it's a Sunday. Today, day two of weekend projects. All right. And on the. Fun work train announcement board. Oh, what? It's saying <laughs> uh, the dining car is very crowded oh, and be prepared to wait a while <laughs> to get your good food, treats, <laughs> and drinks, including fresh hot coffee. Oh, nice. Yeah. And if you need to take a break from your fun work, or you'd like to take a break, the observation car is always open and you can enjoy the scenery as we roll along. Okay. Today I'm going to be working on, as I was last week, I believe, as well, electric wire. Ooh. Clear pine wood. Still don't know what that is. And epoxy. Okay. It's a wrapper. I know. Everyone. Oh, okay. Have a great day. Good morning. Oh, oh. What the hell was that? He's him losing it. <laughs> Could someone look at what clear pine wood is? Dude, why did I think epoxy like wrapper? Like right away too. Well, E forty. Is that why? That's really lame. Epoxy. I think you're right. <laughs> Told you, dude. Uh, the car's getting full on the weekend work train. We've been promoting it, and people are showing up. Also, I guess they don't give a shit about peace anymore. That's true. Well, they got hot coffee, and I don't know why you felt the need to explain what the observation car was all about. Yeah, it's like we, we, we get <laughs> you, you do this every week, dude. We, yeah. All right. Well, uh, it is funny that he was talking about trains because that's going to come up later in a, one of the segments we do. You know, uh, should I make a stinger for the email thing? I don't know. I kind of just like making them. Well, we we kind of been going with it for a while, so yeah. All right. Well, what did I do last time? Oh, Breaking I know. Breaking news. Yeah. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. We got an email. <laughs> it's, it's time breaking. for emails. <laughs> what the hell what was that? That's my new announcer voice. I feel like, no, that's something already. Mr. Ed. Oh, yeah. Timely reference. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, 
this actually was the first email we ever got in female bag. Uh, we just kind of, I don't know, got lost in the, I think we teased it one time, right? Like yeah. episodes ago. Anyway, uh, Chris zombie King wrote in zombie. He said, he said, hi, figured I'd drop you guys a mail to see if this address actually works. I was listening to episode 315 earlier today and decided to do my homework for once and check out the Thomas Burke TBR report recommendation, Noctum. Now, uh, this is me. If you don't remember Noctum, that's fine. This is an old I, email. I don't, I don't remember Noctum. Yeah, it, uh, it's fine. He wrote, despite watching it alone in the dark and with the sound up, I'm sad to report it wasn't for me. It was all the things I kind of hate about low-budget movies. Slow, creeping camera explores locations, but not finding anything. Lots of screaming and yelling in the final acts, rather than having a craft, uh, a craftier dialogue. And little to no payoff. Sorry, I just bought Science Team, <laughs> which has also been on my Amazon watch list forever. Fingers crossed that it's going to be up to my liking. I now zombie king. I think you're gonna like. Science I think you'll like science. Team. Also, this was probably months ago that he wrote this email. So, uh, hey, write again. Let us know if you liked it. But he's not done. He said, "Hey, have you guys checked out Archive 81 yet? As a hybrid found footage series, I'm sure everyone will have been already uh, pointing you towards it. It really does some lovely things with the idea of archival media and the nature of recording footage, both to tell a story of the past and to link to current times." But like so many things these days would deal with retro analog products, it suffers from a bit of nostalgia buka, as well as throwing out niche references that film genre as a bit of fan service. You know, again, I recommend people go check out that podcast. The podcast was great. And I did watch episode one of that with you. Yeah. And we talked about it, but I, I never went back. Did you? No. I heard it got canceled, too. Why did I watched like four or five assault? of them, but you I did? never finished it. Did it assault another Netflix show? <laughs> yeah, they outed it. He was uh, jacking off in front of the doorway, and they, the other shows couldn't get out. Um, Randy, what did you think of the other ones? They were cool. I dug it for the most part, but yeah, I don't know. It started to lose my interest four or five episodes in. Yeah, you know, uh, and again, warning, there are two seasons of the podcast. Season two is really weird. And I, I know I covered that before. Anyway, uh, I'm more of an Archive 69 guy. <laughs> Dude, me too. Um, <laughs> Zombie King continues. Anyway, remember when I was on the podcast at the start of lockdown? Now, I looked this up. It was episode. It feels wrong. I was about to say it again, but it was a long time ago. I think it was episode 212. Yeah, it's in 2012. Right. Anyway, I he, wish I was 212. <laughs> he said, <laughs> I had just had a vexectomy carried out, and I was uh, relaying the story about the stitches on my ball bag mm. made it look like a gorilla face. Do you all remember this? Yeah, when we talked to him in. Uh, all right, well, let me, let, me, uh, let me move this email up here. Oh, he sent us a picture of his balls? Yeah, uh, he did. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, why did I move it to that monitor? Now oh, I can't this? read it. I promised to send a pic, but I didn't follow through. I, delete I deleted them from my phone and couldn't find it anywhere on my computer, but I was backing my stuff up on a hard drive last night and found them again. So please find the attached picture of my scrotum. You might need to tilt your head a little bit to see the face, but tell me that you, but tell me that you can't see its a furrowed brow, beady eyes, nostril, and jutting lower lip. Don't you think it has a little weary smile? Sorry, I cannot Rye. read this. Rye, okay. Uh, can you read the rest of that? <laughs> it's down here. This photo is not for publication on social media. Please, I am very happy for you to share it. Send it to anyone who contacts you directly and request to see my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Love you all. 
loads and tons of luck with Uff. And there's the picture. Oh, I do see the face. I, I do see it. Yeah, the tongue's like over towards me. All right. So again, if you want to see uh, Zombie King's balls, uh, let me see again. Is that a scrotum? Apparently. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Is that the taint? I guess so. (laughs) Anyway, if you want to muse over this picture, too. Very smooth testicles. Yeah, he seems open to it. So, uh, Zombie King, we need to catch up on the episodes. Email us again and, uh, you know, send another picture of something. We can figure out what it is. You know, he's British. I bet he's got that turtleneck. Is that a thing? They don't. They don't clip over there. No, I don't clip. Is that an American thing? Mm-hmm. Why? Religion. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're just we're fashion forward over here. Oh no! All right, take that turtleneck off. All right. <laughs> what are you, America? That's weird. <laughs> Why? If you had an opportunity, would you grow it back? No. I wish I had that song queued up. Just jump right into that. What was that called? Oh, um, uh, TC Tugger, yeah, right? TLC Tugger. You're thinking, you're thinking of, I'm thinking of, uh, I think you should leave. Yeah, what was that? The shirt with the whatever, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's funny that David Lynch was rambling on and on and on about a train (laughs) because, uh, we've got the return of, um, everybody's favorite segment. Do you know what it is, Clark? I don't know, but I'm ready either way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the TBR report. <laughs> Sorry, you made me laugh. Uh, so I got an email from a Thomas Burke. Now I say it that way because I haven't had heard any direct contact from him in a long time, and the last I got was a a text with a link in it. So this I. <laughs> Now, I'm assuming uh, Thomas is probably captured or he's imprisoned somewhere. Because in this email, every other word is capitalized. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like God. he's in distress or something. I don't know what's going on. But uh, I'm going to try my best to read this. Also, well, there's you, a lot of numbers. If you were Robert Pattinson, you'd figure it out real quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he put, y'all, you've got to see Shed 17. That's a link, that word. Now, everything else has uh, got a black background, and I have to highlight it to read it. It says, discover the true and dark past behind Thomas the Tank Engine, as told by those around him. This can be found on YouTube. It's mostly told in the form of mockumentary, but honestly, what makes it worthwhile is just seeing how far they take it. It's like South Park, but for found footage. Link to Shed 17. This is all spelled out incorrectly. Uh, he posted again. Beware underlined dash TBR spelled out phonetically. Uh, Thomas, I hope you're doing okay. And uh, you haven't been abducted by aliens who are now emailing me weird shit. Anyway, the link was alive. Uh, unlike Thomas. And it, do we, do either of you have any like, um, relationship with Thomas the Tank Engine? Just tangentially. Yeah, Randy, same. I vaguely remember Thomas the Tank Engine. Now, again, I'm the oldest one on this podcast. I was never into it. I actively hated it, even as a young child. Yeah. And I think, um, so Thomas the Tank is that show. I'm not even sure what the, the actual so, name so of it is. So I, I, he was around when we were kids. So... It's so that show was based on a book called the Railway Series, which came out in fucking the. It was first published in 1945. 
Then the show came out in 1984. Oh. Yeah. And I believe uh, it's been remade. Like I looked up the, the American one. The American one had a bunch of different narrators, including fucking George Carlin and uh, Alec Baldwin. Really? So I'm thinking I maybe never saw the American one. But yeah, Thomas the Tank Engine, it was like a stop motion kind of like train show. It came on in between other cartoons that I like to watch. Yeah. And I would actively just like do something else if the show came on. The pacing was very slow. slow. I hated the way Thomas looked. It was like Sesame Street for like English people, which I think it kind of literally was. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so Tom sent me a link to... Thomas the Tank Engine, Shed 17, uh, written and directed by somebody who is on YouTube under the name Paul's Vids. And uh, it's almost like an e-true Hollywood story about the true tale of Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, boy. Uh, You know, I I thought about how I would set this up, and I think the best way to do is just to play the intro bit. So here you go. They were the stories that have charmed an entire generation. From the books to the television series, people around the world have grown up with the railway stories, and all their cheerful characters. But the truth behind Thomas and his friends was no children's fantasy. The truth would be horrifying. I left that volume <laughs> swell. Dude, it's great. Also, that's the most like exciting part of the whole thing. Now, this is a half hour long. And again, it's like E-True Hollywood stories where they're like, the truth behind uh, family matters, right? Except in this, we instantly start going to a Nazi narrative. Ah. And how um, scientists uh, from you know the, the Nazi regime were working on human train hybrids. If you're into that, hey, jump into it. Because honestly, it's only a half hour long. And you, like, I know all of us, we've seen a lot of shit that kind of does a similar kind of like fun take on something like, um, I don't know, innocuous, like something very calm and sterile. They they go far. He does a lot of um, computer graphics to show like the biology. And they really jump into like, like other tanks that have been made or uh, other trains that were created would uh, die because their engine would overheat and it would melt their human biology and they animate all that. I don't know. There's a lot of effort put into here. So I looked up the dude to see if he had done any other kind of like faux docs. Looks like he just started live streaming tank videos. Why do I keep calling it tank train videos? Why is it called a tank engine? Because it's a tank engine. Like from a tank, like a war tank type of train. Okay. Do you know about trains too? You don't. No, I'm not a serial killer. I don't either. I'm just trying to okay. talk confidently. <laughs> I keep calling them tanks now. And yeah, I, anyway. Yeah, I, this thing is a trip. It does feel like it's an hour long, even though it's a half hour thing. Yeah. But I think that's just the the nature of Thomas. Well, we find ourselves in that territory very often. Yeah, but this is good. And it it's funny. Like, even if you are a fan of the show, jump in for like the first five minutes because there's a lot of in jokes here that just I didn't get. 
that I think would kill if you were a fan. And this is on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Well, um, Randy's can- Randy's slowly becoming more of a YouTube guy, so uh, maybe. Yeah, I think I'm good on this though. <laughs> I'm more of a uh, Lumiere's Bros uh, train pulling into the station. No, when it comes to trains, are. of yeah. course you are. Of course, um, scares me every the, time. And the rocket in the moon's face, or whatever the fuck. Oh yeah, Milies. Yeah, that's great. Yep. Also appears in a Rob Zombie movie. It was a uh, Sherry Moon uh, in in yep. her room. I know in, what you're talking about now. Yeah, in Lords of Salem. Oh, I didn't see that one. Oh really? There's no. an if if I uh, wrote the synopsis for you and like told you it was uh, the real thing, that movie would work. Friend of the show, David Robson, described that as uh rob zombies ken russell film oh okay yeah again i unfortunately have talked about this a few times on here if you come into that movie and you have the idea like put it in your head that sherry moon is recovering she's just relapsed on heroin that movie works incredibly well well she always looks she looks that way but that movie (laughs) just the visual story it's telling doesn't work with the one they were did i see that right the his monsters is going to be pg i have no idea I haven't been following it. Every now and then, I'll send uh, a DM to our former third chair, Justin Coote, who yeah. loves the monsters yeah. and hates Rob Zombie. And I'll just, that's the only interaction I've had just with that movie. Him. Just, to, just to bother him. Um, the monsters were cool, though. Yeah. I, 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 I watched the monsters on uh, Nick at Night when I was a kid. I'm a monsters over Adam's family all day. Oh, it's not even close. Yeah. Monsters was way more fun. Yeah. Similar idea yeah. where it's like, we're a weird family in a regular boring well, world. Herman Munster was funny. Yeah. And they were all actually monsters. The Adam's yeah. family are like, you're just like rich Romanians or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck uh, them. Deport them. Get them the fuck out of here. Word. Uh, Oksana, now you're going to make an oath to promise. Plus, monsters had a way better theme song. They did. Thank you. Okay. Now back to your oath, Oksana. Uh-huh. Uh, can you please promise on your life that you will tweet out a link to Shed 17? Yes. Okay. I believe you. She looked right into my eyes. There was a British band called Shed 7. That's why I got confused. Shed said. <laughs> okay. They were, I think they were like a British pop band. That, oh, wait. Uh, I haven't done this in so long. I forgot how to end it. Uh, that was the TBR report. This concludes the TBR report. This concludes the TBR report. Tommy. R.I.P. How's he doing? Still Is cutting 90 Dead. Movies? I don't know. His emails are weird. <laughs> He's a busy man. <laughs> this is true. He just had a mental breakdown. He's fine. All right. You got anything else? Uh, I, I could make something up. Nope. I didn't <laughs> even walk into that jackpot. I will say, though, I, uh, I enjoy the, uh, the Western Noir series you had going. Yeah, it's not done. It, I, well, I mean, okay. Because uh, Tom like, had vanished sure. in Barbados, I was like, well, I got to do something. So yeah. I made it up, That's but he's been back. So all I'm saying is, don't kill it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll just do like four segments every show. That's good. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not you doing said that. That's good. First. No, the segments. Good. No, that was your instinct. Nope. You're like, yeah, nope. we should do mm-hmm. that. Listen back when Randy edits it the appropriate <laughs> way. <laughs> well, how about if we never? Uh, if like a guest falls through, I'll just do the Western Noir. What do you mean if a guest falls through? <laughs>
All we have to do is promote the show, and then they cancel. One day, I hope three hosts fall through. (laughs) Might happen. All right. Randog, Randiggy, Randy Poo Poo. I didn't really have a strong... (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't heard that one before. I know. I had to mix things up. All right, Randy, you uh, know, I I saw a recent tweet of yours that I believe came out uh, this afternoon. Um, I'm not going to be able to direct quote this, so don't hold me to that. And I'm sure that you'll be able to correct us. But essentially, the the theme of that tweet was that uh, you have enjoyed living in Atlanta this weekend. I have. Yeah. As as mentioned earlier, I uh, went on a nice long walk through uh, Piedmont Park. Saturday morning. Down on Piedmont Park. Russell, okay, what's that? Uh, I have no idea. Coffee? Scorpions. Down on Gorky Park. No, your melody is all Winds fucked up. Winds of change. Yeah, no, I that's know. How, that's how this do it. Listen, no, pull it up. No, pull it up. No, we can't. <laughs> Down on Piedmont Park. <laughs> what the fuck is meatloaf and scorpions? Right? I'm. Oh, he sounds like uh, like Guns N' Roses. That- hey, oh. okay, that's not the melody. It's just my fucking vocals, you yeah, fucking Yeah, the affectation <laughs> is wrong. Wrong. Well, it's not the right vocals either. No, you don't even know what you're saying, you hillbilly. <laughs> I don't have any idea what you guys are talking about. Dude, that Q rally really changes you. You You gotta stop going to these. Randy, you don't fuck with scorpions, dude? No. (sighs) It's not Black Flag, so. God. (laughs) But do you fuck with QAnon? Uh, yeah, lightweight. Randy, you, (laughs) Randy, to be clear, you know more about QAnon than the both of us combined. No, we went to a -a Q-a-thon. Uh, the Run for Q marathon. You run 17 miles. Q-a-thon? Yeah, Q-a-thon. I love it. Yeah. It's I good to know it. what's going on, you know? <laughs> it was put on by QVC. Wait, 17 miles because it's the nice. 17th letter of the alphabet? Oh, my God. I just typed I that knew, together. I knew you were in there. I'm just saying. Is right. it the 17th letter of the alphabet? Uh, I, I no always idea. thought Q should be back further I know. It feels like it should be at it the end. It definitely should Up be. Up there with Y and Z. Oh, yeah, dude. QYZ? <laughs> Get out of here. I... I completely agree yeah q q who what does q know dude it's got a prime spot in the alphabet it is not deserving it is a prime number what 17 okay it's coming together can we confirm it's the 17th can we confirm it's the 17th you don't know you got the tattoo for a reason dude again Drugs are a hell of a drug. Look, Randy got pen 15. You got Q17 for a reason. It is right. 17 confirmed. Yeah, duh, we 17. know that. Oh, also, my God. Also, what is clear wood? That other thing I told you to look up. It's just a really light shade of pine. It's an erect albino. Yeah, it's not actually clear. <laughs> oh. Okay. I believe Lynch has gone clear, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> my man. All right, Randog. So, what what was popping in the ATL, dude? Oh, uh, you know, just a good uh, good weekend. Nice weather. There is a uh, festival happening in my uh, close to my neighborhood, the Inman Park Festival. And uh, yeah, I went to a, a good show, and then I got a text this morning from uh, aforementioned uh, ex podcaster Christian saying, "Hey, have you seen the new Nick Cage film?" I said, no, I haven't yet, but I've been reading the book uh, by Keith Phipps called Age of Cage, all about Nick Cage, and I've uh, been planning on seeing it, but I haven't seen it yet. So, uh, yeah, we went to uh, AMC pretty close to me and saw 
The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, uh, starring Nick Cage as Nick Cage. Uh, a fictionalized Nick Cage, but obviously taps into uh, sort of his real life and, uh, you know, sort of the struggles he's had throughout his career and sort of like the ups and downs. Does it talk about him buying a dinosaur skeleton? It doesn't, no. I wonder if the book does, though. I'm only like 50 pages in. Or his tax evasion? Uh, it Pretty much early on in the movie, you kind of uh, find out that he's on, he's on hard times. He's... Uh, going to break up with his wife or get a divorce and he's kind of uh, looking for for money. So he takes a job uh, to essentially go to Mallorca in Spain. Uh, he takes a million dollar offer to attend the birthday of a uh, this super uh, rich like millionaire, billionaire named Javi, played by Pedro Pascal. I like that guy. He's great. He's, he's really good at this. dude. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Nick Cage needs money, uh, so he goes to uh, this guy's resort, whatever, in Spain, and uh, he's a huge Nick Cage fan, obviously. He's paying him a million dollars to be there for his birthday, and he's kind of he's kind of creepy, but also like charming, but also like seems like he might be dangerous uh, at the same time, too, because um, there is essentially another uh, plot in the movie where uh, Ike Barinholtz and Tiffany Haddish show up and they are involved in the CIA and they get a hold of Nick Cage as he comes to Mallorca and they're like, hey, this dude is super dangerous. He's like involved with all this sketchy shit. We need you to essentially spy on him. Um, so yeah, that becomes a, a, a plot thing. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a really um, just goofy. You know, it doesn't take itself super seriously. Um, you know, Nick Cage is definitely like in on the joke of like, you know, some of his movies that haven't been great, but, uh, you know, he's also really good in this movie. It really becomes like a buddy comedy between Pedro Pascal and Nick Cage. And it's, it's very fun. Um, yeah, it's shot like mostly in Spain. Um, so a lot of like beautiful locations, it does become, uh, pretty meta and it becomes like a action movie in like the um third act um but it's good it was it's really uh fun and satisfying and i uh, had a good time with it three stars <laughs> right three and a half oh fuck yeah i would go see it again it's fun fun is a mean adjective How? not really not all right movie. the uh late great mike keegan who used to be the uh program director here at the alamo yeah would always tell the story about how he used to be in a band and they played at this basement show. And when people would come in after it was done, he's like, you know, you did bad when they're like, hey, it looks like you were having fun up there. Okay, that's different. Yeah. Um, that's a context. It's close. Right? No, no. Having fun or that's fun. <laughs> All right. Oh, you're no. having fun. Randy, was I, it thrilling? No, that's exciting. Different. No, no, no. It, it, this is a framing thing on your end. I nah. feel like if we're going into the uh, the band thing and playing like shows, the three is like a someone saying, hey, good set. And a three and a half is like, oh yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think Clark has a point. But I, so I think my, my real complaint is with the adjective. I think fun is lazy, Randy. And you're the brains behind the show. You're our engineer. No, I, look, all, you look at the trailer. 
That's all you could hope out of this like, thing. This looks like yeah. a good time. That's all you could hope out I of I mean, this you're thing. the one that rates things five star five stars based off off of just enjoyment, pretty much. Pure so. emotion. Yeah. <laughs> Fun is an emotion. <laughs> Fun is not an emotion. Yeah. No, it's I had not. Fun. <laughs> That's not an emotion. Fun? Fun. Enjoyment. Okay. I'll buy that. Happy is an emotion. Yeah, I don't know if fun. No, no I mean you, you, can, were, you were totally right the whole time until you. Well, said fun, that. fun is like uh, there's things under fun. I I don't know if you can emote fun. No, you what can't. if you have fun? Then you need to share it. Quit hogging it all. Well, also, <laughs> why are we talking about Randy's favorite band? <laughs> Not I a big fear. fan of the band Fun. We're y- we are young, dude. I didn't know that was a band. We are. You young. know the song. I know the song now yeah, from that. That's fun. The right. only fun song I know is in SpongeBob. Also, the lead singer of Fun was uh, formerly in a relationship with uh, Lena Dunham. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> Where do you learn this shit? I'm out, I'm a student of the world. Dude. You're like I got a subscription to BuzzFeed, and I know I get Google alerts on Lena Dunham. Oh my god. All right. She's. I think BuzzFeed single. is free. I don't know. Actually, I just made that up. Randy, you've been crushing the movies, dude. I didn't. I didn't think you were going to go see this one, but you've been out there. Yeah, dude. I haven't been in a theater in like months. That's not true. Yeah, I've been in the theater twice this week. One we will talk about later. Okay. Well, didn't you go? Well, to the theater I, no, today? I went three times. Yeah, I lied. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, after I saw uh, the new Nick Cage film. I uh, went to the Plaza Theater to go see um, former guest Dean Fleischer Camp, who was on episode 286. Whoa. Uh, I saw his new movie, uh, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Now, is this, is this embargo, or are you free to move about the cabin here? I mean, it played a film festival, which civilians could attend, so I'm pretty sure you can okay. just talk about it. All right. I'm just saying, I don't want to run into a river fund of it situation. Let's say it is an embargo, just so it's edgy. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, I hadn't ever actually seen any of the original Marcel the, Sh- Marcel the Shell um, YouTube You don't do your videos? research for the show, dude? <laughs> no. I mean, you I was like aware fun? of it. I knew of it, but I never, like, I don't know, just delved into it. But They're adorable. Very good. Yeah, this uh, definitely could describe it as very adorable. Very cute, super charming. There's a lot of like really just good comedic lines, like a lot of great writing in it. Um, the crowd, including myself, was audibly laughing during uh, you know plenty of the movie. Uh, it was yeah, it was a it was a crowd pleaser for sure. Um, I don't know how much Dean actually appears in the shorts or if he appears at all, but uh, he's in this a lot actually. But whether it's his voice or just him actually being on screen. Um, Because essentially the plot of the movie, uh, Marcel uh, is searching for their family and Dean is essentially helping them and he's creating like a documentary. Uh, So there's a lot of like in-world camera elements um, or like Fodoc elements. So definitely kind of get that, um, you know, kind of like feeling that he's kind of working with like in fraud and kind of like dealing with the in-camera and like Fodoc and stuff. But yeah, it was really good. I, I... I liked it a lot. I gave it a uh, four out of five. Oh my Ooh. god, we needed it enough. Was was Dean there? He was not. There was no guest. Well, they I'm, were here on because uh, SF Film Festival is going on right now, and that was on Friday. I think it was like 
Yeah. Oh, really? That was Friday, but oh, I um, had no idea. I, had, I was I was still in. You're in transit. I was still in Helltown. Yeah. Fuck. And again, for the record, um, yeah, it's a great mockumentary. It's a faux doc. We definitely yeah. wanted it. Dean definitely would have shown it with us if it weren't for the fucking evil corporation known as A24. More like ASS24. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you fucking idiots. Stop taking movies away from us. Or fucking A24. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Um, so, Randy. Yeah. There's a thing. Whenever we're uh, imitating life with stop motion... I I feel it deep in my soul. There's something about looking into art, art not portrayed by humans that yet it feels so full of life mm-hmm. and it tends to be more human than human. Uh, call back to Rob Zombie. And, you know, I watch this trailer. I get a little teary eyed. Now you much like Mark Zuckerberg are a robot and don't cry during anything. So uh, did uh-huh. people around you cry? Did you notice that? I didn't notice, no, but I'm sure there was someone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What was that movie? Amelie? Not Amelie. I, I, last time we talked about this, I brought it up. That one where the, the fucking commercial was the tearjerker. Stop motion. Dude's on a plane. Oh, oh, Anomalisa. Oh, it was Anomalisa. Yeah. Okay, I said Amelie. Was I thinking Amelie? Is that the French film? Yes, yeah, the French film. Yeah. Never seen it. Also, I had Jean-Pierre that Jeanne film. Yeah. I had that poster in my dorm room as well. You did? No, I didn't. But that's oh. that's <laughs> come on now. That's a pretentious. Yeah, that's what, what I that's what I would have had if I went to college. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You did, and I would have had delicatessen because I'm contrarian and much cooler yeah. than you. You've never seen delicatessen. Oh yeah, I have. Huh? Huh? Oksana, prove it. Yep, we have. Yep. Okay. What about What's City up? of Lost Children? Yep, Ron Perlman. I'm a hack. I like dude. Him. City of Lost Children. They would play that all the time at my college. Dude, have you seen the sequel? <laughs> City of Found Children? City of Lost Children 2, Epstein Island. <laughs> On Epstein Island. Dude, uh, Epstein Island's up for sale. Do you hear about that? Oh, fuck. Let's yeah. pull our money. <laughs> Do you know how much? I think like a cool 130 mil. What, really? You can get Epstein's Island. Oh, man, they got to drop that price. I heard there was a pedophile living look there Look it up. Before. Let's take a look at it. No, see, I want to see the Zillow for Epstein's Island. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also, not I'm not it. entirely a robot. I did uh, maybe shed a tear when I watched Petite Mama at the house, and I probably will cry when I go see it in theaters soon, because it's coming out. Oh, the house is your home? Yes. <laughs> I, thought I you watched didn't it like, on movie. I you made it you, sound like a bar. I thought you didn't like Petite Mama. Petite Mama's great. Oh, okay. I thought you were male. No, I thought you were, loved- I thought you were a pe- petite meh. <laughs> no, it's very good. Okay. No, he loves like foreign little kid movies like Zazzy and shit. Hell the yeah, Red Zazzy Dan's La Metro? Yeah, see? Look, fucking weirdo. I don't know why. Dude, I definitely want to see Petite Maman. I definitely don't give a fuck. Well, you don't, you don't have no heart. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you guys hear that uh, Petrikus has like his collection on the Criterion channel right now? No. No? Yeah. Shout out to our uh, former oh, really? guest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think like Buzzard and like Alchemist Cookbook. Ape? Yeah, can can you can Alchemist uh, Cookbook is the only one of his I have not seen. Me either. Because our boy isn't in it. I heard he makes Oh, is he in it? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I think uh something in that movie ties it into all the other films, kind of saying that they're like Oh, okay. Yeah, like in they're the, the same in universe. the Petrikus verse. Yeah. 
Yeah. Can you can you confirm I that? I could not spell his name. <laughs> <laughs> what I do is I usually P, I think I it's buzzard. Yeah, that's what I, I think would it's do. P-O-T-R-Y-K-U-S? Yep. P-O-T-T-Y. Potty. P-O-T-T-Y. Also, Epstein Islands was um Island was on sale for 125 million. Almost five mil off. Yeah. Can you do some research before know, coming so on? <laughs> what, so what's up? Am I making that shit up? Is he on Criterion? Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Oh my god. God. At least Buzzard isn't. Hold on. <laughs> I like Buzzard a lot. I'm doing my research. Randy, top three Petrikas films go. Oh man, I haven't seen uh a lot of them in a long time. But I don't know. Buzzard oh. Ape Relaxer. I'm an idiot. Yeah, uh, starting in May, they're all going to be there. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. So it's like a week away? Yeah. Oh, that's not good. I hope everybody's going to tune in from uh, F5 uh, Virtual, or is it digital? What are we calling it? Virtual. Virtual. Uh, on May 7th. What are we calling it? The thing we created? I, well, I always go back and forth with digital and virtual. <sighs> I almost said versatile right there. You need some I'm jittery. I, uh-huh. I know. I had a lot Confirmed. of coffee. Also, May 7th, my birthday. I will be taking presents at a P.O. box I've set up. <laughs> so please feel free. Um, if you just want to co-host the show with me, just pack yourself up. Uh, Clark is waiting to leave. He's, no, I won't be here. I, oh, that's right. You're a dick. What do you <laughs> want to do? What do you mean? I want to party with you on my birthday. I can't help it. I'm going to be turning 64, and I need to have uh, a shot for every year. Oh, it's your Nintendo birthday. It's my Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's my Commodore birthday. Nah, Nintendo. I'm cooler, though. Ready? Anything else? <laughs> no, that's it. Okay. Well, Daddy's got a new segment, baby. No, you don't. I do. Do you need music? Yeah. All right. I got music queued up. I think give, you know. Give me a little something. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. What, what kind of vibe are we going Give for? Give it a little taste. I don't know. We'll make a vibe. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> this is a little throwback. Is that what I want to call it? What do I want to call it? Oh, a little refresher. A little refresher? A little refreshment. A little refreshment? Yeah. There's like a. How about. Clark talks about movies he saw 15 years ago. Oh. Oh. Hostile. Eli Roth sucks. So, now, here's the thing. Whenever we do dumb shit like that, Randy has a fucking aneurysm in there. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. That's going to supersede the noise gate. <laughs> it only does that if it's too quiet. See? I don't care about fucking logic, dude. I just want to party. For no reason whatsoever. I don't know what got me on this. I for a while, every now and again, I will think about Eli Roth's Hostel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just always out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Eli Roth's a name. I don't. How do you feel about Mister Eli Roth? Um, do, you I, have, do you have feelings one way or another? I used to really like him, and then I really hated him, and now I'm still kind of there. I think I'm just out of the loop <sighs> with him. Also, I forgot about his. Uh, partnership with tarantino yeah oh yeah. yeah he's like his squire yeah he's like really a, like he doesn't make movies as good and he kind of does the same like oh i'm gonna play in this subgenre nobody cares about yeah because tarantino produced hostile 
what about I when I think of him now, I think of Green Inferno. And I'm like, I like that he made a cannibal movie, but I don't like his cannibal Here's movie. the thing. I have seen Green Inferno more recently than I have seen Hostel yeah. until I saw Hostel last week. Yeah. Dude, they're almost the same goddamn movie. Yeah, I could see that. They're almost the same movie. Um, let's get into it. So Hostel came out in 2005. Uh, I was a senior in high school. Um, you were a senior. A senior in high school. I, I, when, when was the release date here? Is, do we have a release date? I don't know if it was. I think it was summer. You really? There was no reason. Oh, you January sixth of two thousand six. Oh, I was a freshman in college. <laughs> okay. You really had no like. This was Edgar Allan apropos of nothing. Watching Hostel. You know what? Um, it popped up on. Uh, I think it was on uh, Netflix. Oh, and I was weird. like, and I was like, all right, fine, hostile, <laughs> done. <laughs> That's how I feel anytime I pick a movie on Netflix. I know, I know. It's all right, whatever, leave me alone. Because I was like, dude, it's been a long time. Um, and I'll, I, dude, I'll rewatch Saw, no problem. I've rewatched Saw several times since I, yeah, I like Saw, <laughs> but hostile. Let's talk about it. Okay, here's the thing: you got Jay Hernandez. We all know Jay Hernandez, okay? And then. We've got Derek Richardson. Now, you may not know who Derek Richardson is, but a 19-year-old Clark knew exactly who Derek Richardson was because Derek Richardson was in a little movie that came out a few years before called Dumb and Dumberer When Harry Met Lloyd, Mm -hmm. where he plays Harry. Needless to say, one of the worst films of all okay. time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with but that. But this guy is will always be that guy. Also, I haven't seen him in a movie, I don't think, since Hostel. So it's it's been quite some time since I've seen him around. But what do you remember about this movie? Do you remember liking this? Do you remember this being a a uh, a monumental film? Because this this came out, I think Saw kind of kicked off the whole yeah. torture porn thing. Yeah. And then Hostile. Then we had more Saw, and then we had more Hostile. And then we had more stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's definitely a part of that whole gore resurgence of the mid-2000s. Yeah. But... Did this hold a special place for you? The Splat Pack, I believe it was Splat called. Splat Pack, yeah. there we go. I was searching for something. Uh, I saw it in the theater, and uh, my mental space at the time was that, this isn't going to be brutal. And then I watched it, and I was like, that wasn't brutal. And I was lame. Watching it now? Incredibly lame. Yeah, and yeah, huh. I had a feeling. It, it does not hold up in well, that regard. Also, mainly because... Ladies and gentlemen, it takes 45 minutes before anything happens. Yeah. Of note. I remember I. Because we're just partying in, in Amsterdam. Yeah. And that is actually like a subgenre I like, where it's kind of like American on a trip and then they get defeated by like foreign scary yeah. people. Like. It's such a, like, I don't know, self indulgent type of horror movie. But there's another film, Tourista. 
Yeah. Like I was really into. Yeah, I I like that. Turistas. And I I remember this movie being like party time in Amsterdam, and then. And then a Japanese girl throws herself in front of a train. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, cool. They're acknowledging another kind of like horror. Because I think I had watched, um, uh, oh, my God, Suicide Girl. No, that's a porn thing. Well, right? that and then also our boy Takashi, <laughs> Takashi Miike yeah. makes a cameo appearance. What the hell am I thinking of? Suicide, Suicide Girls. Club? What happened to them? I don't know. They might be around still. They still do a thing? I could search. I remember I had a friend who was dating a girl who tried to get in, like she sent them pictures and they were like, they had responded with a bunch of legal paperwork that was saying, Hey, you can do it, but we're going to own everything you just sent us. Like, it's no longer yours. And she was like, uh, no. Sick. They think, still have Suicide a website. Club. Okay. Yeah. Randy Suicide Trinket Club. in there. Yeah. Suicide Club came out yeah. and I was like, oh, cool. They're kind of acknowledging Japanese horror, which I hadn't seen in films before. Well, what you know, people say that Hunger Games ripped off Suicide Club. Really? Mm-hmm. Weird. I don't know. No, you're thinking of a uh, Battle Royale. Correct. I've just been told I'm thinking <laughs> of Battle Royale. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. What's your excuse? What are you jittery right now? No, I'm just dumb. <laughs> okay. I would say you look very intelligent. Thank you so much. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. This thing. Stinks. It had a cool idea. I just i I like the ending a lot. I don't like the actors. Okay. <laughs> um, and also, party time in Amsterdam uh, was done way better in the classic Euro trip. Oh my god! A few years <laughs> prior. Well, the thing is, this movie is a cultural touchstone. Like, I think it it changed the way movies were being made after it. It is, and that's why I uh, have to see. Hostel Two again, because I think I like that I one. think I enjoyed Hostel Two more than Hostel One. Hostel One, man, it just it doesn't. And also, again, I, I'm 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 in a different place than I was when I was 19 years old. For sure, right? Yeah, yeah. And I've seen a lot more stuff since I was 19 years old. Again, you know, we did a deep dive on Cat Three films. I mean, this isn't even on the same planet. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? No, it's totally not even on the same planet. Yeah, it's um, not even a cat. It's a dog. Dude, this this is dog two. <laughs> We're talking cat three. This is dog maybe one point one and a hook, dude. Yeah, hostile two is good. If you end up rewatching that, let me know and I'll join you. All right, we'll watch it right after this show because they got a uh, my girl Gretchen Wiener in it. I know we talked about this before recording, but her Elizabeth Bathory death. Yeah, I still like that made an impact on me. I think they cut a, a dinger off too. Yeah, I, I don't remember that, but how do you not? I, I don't know. Also, there's <laughs> no dingers get cut off here. The dude gets his fingers chopped off in a stall. Okay. <laughs> Who cares? And he was German. He is hack, dude. But Takashi Miike's there? Yeah. You're going to spend <laughs> all your money inside of there. That's our boy. That's our boy. He looks cool. I pointed to our uh, signed audition poster. Yeah, dude, the deaths are just, the deaths, honestly, they don't even get the gore right. Yeah. The kills are not terribly interesting. Um, And so the one thing you go there for, the ending kind of works. I like the ending. Because it's a big chase scene, you know, that's a little fun. Yeah, yeah. But man, the kills are just not interesting. I also like the idea. 
I do too, but yeah. again, the execution, the execution just did not hold up for my expectations. Did you really have expectations going well, again, in? I rem- I, again, I remember this being a, a, a sort of seminal film in yeah. my early days. I also remember Outrage. And it's funny because that was part of it, sure. Yeah, well, I you know you you hear audio clips from like uh, reporters on the street when Maniac comes out, and there's like protests and people are angry. And I remember when this movie came out, people were angry, and I have it in my head like, oh, people were fucking pissed. Well, also, I also just think that people just didn't like the idea of what the movie was. Yeah, that's fair. It did kind of have like an evil global villain. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. which I mean is honestly much more in yeah. uh, vogue right now because you get uh, twenty five thousand for American. Yeah, and it's got that like uh, money can buy you anything. Yeah, thing go- which is why I like that ending. Also, I'm sorry for spoiling this for you. Uh, Two thousand and five, though, I will not feel bad. Also, yeah. I totally. I the one thing I did, I was happy that i remembered from the original screen are you okay <laughs> you know towards the end of the movie where jay hernandez he he kind of escapes and he's in the locker room and you got that hyped up dude in the locker room yeah he's like how'd you kill him how you gonna do it yeah. how'd you do it i like that guy who's that guy i don't know but he had very intense eyebrows you keep naming people like oh jay hernandez shows up in part two i th- yeah because i think he's at the beginning right oh you're right yeah yeah all right, God, all right, we need to watch part two. All right, uh, next do week. We, we don't need to. Next week, Clark, revisit it. All right, if you can watch the whole movie. I've also seen part three, and I, I remember having three. fun with part three. I remember the cover of part three because I almost bought it all the time. Kip Pardue is in part three. Also, they came out with a double on DVD where it's like Hostel 2 and 3, and I fucking hate those releases. I'd much rather just have one, like, you know, one DVD for Hostel 3. And I, I, God, I think we own the double. I think so. I feel like a fucking hack. Kip Pardue, if you remember, was in. Remember <laughs> the Titans? Have a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, Sunshine, and remember the Titans. He was also in the Sylvester Stallone starring and directed film about indie car racing called Driven. And it is oh my cool. God. one of the worst movies of all time. Kip Pardue. God, the last thing Eli Roth did was that fucking the house with a clock in its wall. With, no, with, I never uh, saw that. Jackson Bad title, Watson. though. I never watched it either. The house with a clock in its walls. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, for Ninos. It had Jack Black in it. Yeah, Jackson Blackson. Again. Jack Black. Love the man. Have yet to see a movie in, with him in it that I like. All right. I'll show you Bernie. All right. I do feel like you made a good argument for Bernie. I love Bernie. What I mean, I voted Casa for Casa Demi so. Padre. Is he in that? That's Will Ferrell. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we mix them up all the time. Jack Black, Will Ferrell, same guy. All right. Are we all ready? For what? To go to the World's Fair. Oh, my God. Let me buckle up. We're sure. going to the World's Fair. <laughs> Are you waiting for music to cue? We're all going to the World's Fair is the name of the motion picture, which I have seen. Now, a couple <laughs> things you need to know. Number one, I made Russell and Oksana watch this after I watched it. He did. He had a gun. He came down. He put a Glock to my head and said, you're <laughs> going to fucking watch this. I put, I, a like, Glock, I put a Glock on your cock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I said, hey, friend, buckle up. 
we're all going to the World's Fair. And you're like, all right, sounds good. <laughs> all right. Now, what you two jerk-offs don't know is that the, when the first time I watched this, I did not watch it in one sitting. Oh, my God. I watched it late last night, and then I finished it this morning, and then I watched it again with you guys. Now, the reason why I didn't finish it. I don't... What I'm about to say... <laughs> what I'm about to say, I feel like is a gross exaggeration of what actually happened, but I don't know any other way to frame it. All right. As long as it's entertaining. I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> what? I got scared. <laughs> And I didn't want that to be the last thing I remembered when I went to sleep. That's what happened. Damn. Damn. I didn't know what the fuck was going to come out of your mouth, but that Me was neither. the last thing I expected. Except I watched the movie and I totally get it. It was unsettling. The, the, there's a tone and a pace to that movie. Yeah. That is, uh, yeah, I completely agree. Now, this thing is... is uh, it, it caught fire in the uh, festival circuit, and it's been yeah. on our radar for quite some time. I know that uh, R.I.P. Marbles uh, had been... I th didn't she work on the event when it yeah, was at... Uh, she did a yeah. gather event. Yeah. Again. I went to it. <laughs> and uh, David from Barely Functional Gamers did a lot of the 8-bit art for their uh, gather event. It looked beautiful. And that was over a year ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And so we've been waiting on this thing for a while. Um, and then, uh, so, uh, director Jane Shonenbrum, Shonenbrum, that's what I'm going with, Shonenbrum. Um, I saw her on, uh, I didn't, s I know that she made a trip to the Criterion Closet. Oh. And cleaned up there. Damn, it's doing that good? Yeah, so she's, she's yeah. getting around. Um, it's, it's, here's the thing, this is listed as a horror film, and I would really only list it as a horror film. but. Russell, what, before I get into it, um, and I know you guys have seen it, um, I don't know if the general horror audience is going to grasp onto this. I think the distinction you're trying to make is like people who are showing up for like a creature feature. I'm trying to stay away from the terminology which you hate, and I also would be aligned in your hate. Well, like lowbrow? No. E-H. Elevated? Uh, I don't know if I would call it elevated. It feels very indie. It does. Yeah. It is very indie. Yeah. Uh, did you did you not get a little Tim Sutton vibes? Oh, for sure. It. You know, when we were talking about uh, everything, all of the places, all the time, on the calendar, no punctuation, that movie? Yeah. Um, I've, I've really been thinking about it a lot, the whole art and commerce, kind of like being a like scale. This movie's all like art. Like it's all in for what it's trying to do and it's uncompromising. And I think one of the main things that's going to lose people with it is it's got that indie ending where there's not a lot of closure. Well, and it's like there is, but you got to kind of like sit with it. I have a theory on the ending. All right. Well, no, let's not talk about that. Well, no, we're going to put this in our Patreon. Oh my God. <laughs> going to put this in our Patreon for a spoiler thing. I want to talk about it though. Okay, well, oh, man, I well, still have a movie I, to we'll talk about. I don't want to ruin it for Randy, but... Oh, Randy, seen it. he's seen it. Oh, you saw it? When did you see it? 
I saw it when ago. Madeline did the event. She invited oh. me, and then I saw the screening. I need to what see it again. Oh fuck, dude! I remember him watching it. Yeah, I okay. need to see it again because, as we'll talk about later, uh, whenever I try to watch a movie that I think I will even like, if it's past like seven p.m., I generally do not have a good time because <laughs> I uh, end up falling asleep. Uh, I I do remember like digging it, but I need to see it again to like have a full opinion on it. Um, well, I'll tell you right now, it's really good. And, uh, Anna Cobb is incredible. Her film debut. It's fantastic. She, this film does not hit the level of success if it's not with her. Oh, no. You know, and that's one of the things whenever I is great, dude, whenever I imagine like we should just make a movie, she's one of the people that is like lingering in the background that will uh scare me away because i'm like this film you're right it only works because the casting was perfect perfect and it's like i don't think i could do that and the guy who played jlb great yeah that's what i mean like without that cast and it's it's a cast of two essentially well and we're dealing with um so the reason it's weird because we do the unnamed footage festival. Whenever a movie pops up that might be in our wheelhouse that we could show, you know, we kind of, uh, we, we pounce on it. And then when it turns out, ah, maybe it won't work. Uh, then I don't know. I instantly go cold on it. So this movie, it came in and Madeline worked on it, but then I was kind of like, well, I don't know if it doesn't really fit our programming. Okay. And it, it just kind of like faded away, but man, I fucking, I, I really like this movie and what? Go ahead. I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. It, it's weird. I don't, I'm, I'm glad that you, you push to watch it in the morning because I think it's like a one, 1 PM movie. Yeah. I enjoyed that here again. I, I started this sort of later last night. Um, and we got to a point about midway through the movie and a uh, little, little creepiness was going on, and and it involved sleeping. Yeah, I'm like no, thank you. Yeah, you- I, I, I no, I'm going <laughs> to think about this in my sleep, and, and I don't want to do that. I, now I remember I lost what I was trying to say a minute ago. I'm sure it was very apparent. Uh, the the whole in world camera, like her being a vlogger. It really works here because the movie's doing a whole, um, this was during COVID, right? When it was shot, like lockdown. It See, now, whenever I, when, it, when we were living through lockdown, I kept thinking the best way to make a movie about this shit is to make people um, isolated where they don't have any real life interaction, but it's all on a computer, kind of like hosted. Yeah. This movie fucking nails it. And, it, you know, it's kind of a conversation between uh, two people in particular, but kind of YouTube in general. Yeah. And like, what is real? And it's kind of like, you know, you, this is what I was talking about with Jennifer reader's movie. Uh, with, um, what the hell is that called? Uh, last night. The one I kept bringing up end of night, end of night. Oh no. Night's end night. Night's end. Yeah. Um, it's the whole, like we're communicating over zoom and it's not real. And also we all kind of talk on zoom. So I don't know. I think there's something there about like, how do we act on it? Like, are you putting up a like fake personality? Like, are you trying to act? All right. So let's, let's set this up at least. 
Um, oh, that's so, a good point. <laughs> um, alone in her attic bedroom, teenager Casey becomes immersed in an online role-playing horror game, wherein she begins to document the changes that may or may not be happening to her. So we've got a young girl, high school age, early college, somewhere in there, kind of looks like uh, the starlet from Red Rocket. What? Susanna Son. Got that whole, like, younger than she actually is look sort of thing. By the way, <laughs> I don't know if we know this, but the girl from Red Rocket, Susanna Son, she's done porn. Oh, my God. <laughs> How much time have you spent no, it just, it just, on the internet? It just happened. I just saw it. It's not that great. She When she's put the penis in her mouth, she's only, okay. she's only sucking like half oh. the head. <laughs> It's weird. It's like a half helmet. Wasn't that your dream? I thought you had a huge crush on her. Yeah, but then she don't know how to suck a dick. Oh, my God. All right. Well, here's what you do. Contact her. Tell her, I'm going to give you lessons. We're going to make this work. Well, let me tell you something. She can fit the whole thing in there. No problemo. Oh, my God. Oh, you took that a different direction. I thought you were going to. Okay. No, small penis. (laughs) I know. Thank you so much. I was thinking you with the cucumber. I understand. Yeah. No. (laughs) <laughs> you would do it. I'm an honest man. All right. <laughs> so, uh, I'm telling you, man, uh, Anna Cobb is fantastic. And it is, that's why I explained to you that it, it wouldn't be, this is not, I wouldn't even consider this a screen life film. Right? No, it's not. It's not. Because uh, we're just, we're dealing with, um, obviously, you know, online role playing and, and games like that. But, um, the thing that really impressed me here was just the exploration of being alone in the modern age on yeah. two different levels for, you know, the star of the film as a teenager trying to figure it out who's clearly, you know, calling out there into the wilderness, trying to find something to hold on to. And then we have the mysterious JLB character, um, played by Michael J. Rogers, who is fantastic and also has one of the smoothest voices you've ever heard in your life. Um, And then we see him. And some of my favorite shots in the movie are him just on the toilet in the house on his phone, Mm -hmm. um, walking through his very cavernous house, with a woman in the background with a suitcase. So he, like, it's clear, like nothing is explained, but like something's going on in his life, but he escapes through this, uh, what, what is the acronym for this? M M A P W J D. in the movie, he called it an MMORPG, yeah. which is a massive multiplayer online role-playing game. Thank you so much. Which is normally referred to, you use that acronym to describe like world of Warcraft, yeah. Or Dark Ages of Camelot. So you're saying this is an ARG. Or Asheron's Call. Or Star Wars Galaxy. Or RuneScape. Or who gives or- a <laughs> <laughs> I may have played a couple of them okay. in a uh, quest to so, myself so, find so a community. So you're saying that they're, that his... Uh, I'm saying he's using it wrong. Classification is incorrect. As a uh, lone soul looking for a community online, you know, I've, I've walked that dark road before. So what is this? <laughs> What would you saw? What would you call the world's fair? I think um, you're not gonna like it. I got a different acronym. It's called an ARG. That's what I said. 
You said MMORPG. No, no, no. Two minutes ago, when you went in your little diatribe, I said, so it's an ARG? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was in it. I was. I, I felt the spotlight. I, I was really putting on the show. Um, but essentially, you know, so uh, the movie opens up. She says that uh, she's going to play the World's Fair horror game. And uh, you have to watch a video and you have to prick your finger and you got to put blood on your computer screen. See, that doesn't read to me like a game. It it read to me more like a TikTok challenge. Like a little the, bit. Like the Tide Pod little challenge. A little bit. And it's like, I'm going to do this thing. Are the, are the Megan is missing? Oh, yeah, challenge. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to do this there and I'm going to record it. And the idea is that you get to see me unravel. Yeah. And you do. And I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you watch a lonely girl kind of jump into this dark internet community and then you see this guy uh jlb kind of not necessarily take her under his wing but kind of take her under his care um and uh is really the only one really paying attention to her and then starts to get worried about her and um yeah so we'll kind of leave it there yeah i man it's it's cool that you got scared though I like, just, it, yeah, it was unsettling. Here, let me give a warning. Uh, there is the kind, you need the right environment for this movie, and you really, like, put your phone away, watch it in the dark, be awake, too, because I could see falling asleep here. There is a um, beautiful uh, soundscape throughout this film, and they really play with, like, loud produced music to, like, very soft ambient, and they even have, like, a, um, uh, what is it, uh, ASMR. Yeah. Kind of like theme in this movie. Yeah. A little bit of that. Um, I, I also, the one of the things that I really enjoyed from the filmmaking aspect of this is that we're not um, cloistered in this house the whole time. No. You know, it's, it's not a, again, I'm not saying that, you know, I, I don't mind that sort of, again, I like limited spaces and storytelling where we're in one or two locations, but I do like that we get out a little bit well, and we see the sort of suburb USA. Oh, that's where great. she lives. Yeah. Walking around. Love that. And, and then also her going to a graveyard saying, this is my high school. Yeah. That was cute. Well, it's uh, as a and fan sad. of online trolling, like actual YouTubers who like they do this where it's just a fake persona and they play a character every time they're on there. It is pretty interesting when you start to be like, is, is this real? Like, how much, like, because, you know, to do a character like this, right, it, part of it has to be real. There has to be something authentic there. And uh, they, they fucking nailed it in this movie. And I think what you were talking about with, like, the one location thing, it's kind of become a trope of indie horror where it's like, all right, craft a story that we can do in this one room because we have no money. And uh, I think they really took advantage of the lockdown. Yeah, because you get out there in the street and it it has that raw kind of found footage energy. If I don't know, it's cool. There's a moment where there's a lot of people on the street, and I was sitting there going, "What the fuck were they filming?" Yeah, like you see police cars and shit. And you're yeah. like, "What?" New, New Year's Eve, like, yeah. But there had to be some ADR going on there because it was too perfect. Like the way that scene played out. I, I man, I I love this thing. Um, another thing before we move on. I just want to I want to give a shout out to Jane. She she really allowed that performance to blossom by just using very minimal editing. There are so many like 5 minute shots that are undisturbed yeah. by editing like and they're fucking great. Yeah. 
every damn time. You're just like, dude, fucking uh, Anna Cobb just goes off. Like, I really, I can't imagine this movie with anybody else but her. No. Yeah, I, re- I really liked it. Now, here's what I'll say, and this is not a spoiler, okay? Oh, no. But I do want to talk about the ending. But it's, it's, I, oh my here's, God. Here's, T- take here's, the headphones no, off. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> coming it's fine. in hot. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All I want to know is from you. Mm-hmm. And then Randy, if he remembers the ending, which based upon what he's saying, I don't know if yeah, he's very strong not. on it. And no opinions from women. At the and also, <laughs> of course, I said I'm pointing at you two. Also, I view you as the same person. All right, um, she's the better half. You're you are Roxana to me. Thank you very much. It's I better, prefer Oxel. Yeah, it's better than Oxel. <laughs> Oxel. Um, at the very ending, the very very ending. Where we have a basically a oh an explosion. <laughs> we have another video from what's it JLB? What's his name? Yeah, yes, from JLB. I don't believe that happened. Oh, okay. What do you think? Uh, I man, that's a can of worms. I can't talk about that briefly. I would say I agree with you. I don't think it happened, and it hit me the second time. Oh, okay. It hit me the second time because I, I I don't know I just I think I got a little bit more of his character that sec and um actually more of her too I that actually that may be more it of why I that sort of made sense to me I don't think that happened and I think that you're dealing with you know this is a guy who you know makes games constructs games control you know controls oh, weird. narratives yeah i didn't get that you know i actually thought uh jlb was a conduit for the audience like kind of me and you watching the movie and he kind of shows the uh the way that the movie is uh so we were looking at this for uff because there is a lot of screen life elements in here we're dealing with the vlogger but there's also a lot of um stuff being captured on film that is clearly not made by a character in the film like Having watched the movie, I almost feel like you could argue that maybe there was a cameraman walking around. Like, looking at it now, and now that we're doing hybrid film, I think we could have shown this. But I think when this came out, we weren't talking about hybrid. And I think JLB is a... He's the one thing that breaks it from all being in-world. And I think he... Yeah, I think he's the audience conduit. Yeah, because there's something mm. there's something we could get more into if we were gonna like go into spoiler territory. There's, there's more to him. Well, what do you, what do you all think, Randy? What did you think? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I need to watch it again. He was fucking now, Randy. I talked about. I don't know if it was on this podcast, but I was doing something and I talked about how when you put on a movie to fall asleep, it never works for me unless I want to watch the movie. Yeah. And I, I think it's just literally your brain is, you know, we're using energy to try and like pay attention and think about things and that will, you know, tire you out. Yeah. But I, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing. You fell asleep. No, um, like I said, I, I very much look forward to actually watching the entire thing again in the morning with a cup of coffee. Um, while we've been recording, I uh, broke a rule and I've, my phone has been going off and I've been looking at it. I've gotten three invites to go watch the movie tonight and i uh broke another mm-hmm. rule and i've been responding to people and i've been like oh i already watched it everyone's like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> oxana what'd you think um 
I well, I mean, I also thought it felt more like a TikTok challenge she was doing. Um, I think I agree that JLB is kind of like the audience. Um, don't spoil anything. Face, like I don't know, but I'm not 100 percent sure I understand what Clark is asking. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine then. If we well, go at the end, it, yeah, yeah. Well, I, because he said that they met up. And she's going to college. Now is this spoiler territory? I feel like I don't think I don't think that happened. Oh yeah, no, no. Yeah, that's that's honestly, you know, I don't think you can. uh, God, I feel like I've said this before, but I don't think you can spoil this movie because even if somebody had written out everything that happened, it's not the film. That's what I'm saying. It's It's all. It's that performance is so good. It's haunting. Yeah, like honestly, there's my one word review: haunting. Five stars, perfect. Now, if I did have, although I don't know if I give a if five. I did have one complaint, oh, God. a little um, complaint with Clark. She, little. she goes, she goes to the the shed of her father. Shed seventeen, TBR report. She goes to the seventeenth shed. Seventeen Q. How did I not see that? Shed seventeen. That's where Q hangs out. Oh, holy shit, boy! God, we're gonna get kicked off the team. They're Thomas, not gonna let you back in Arizona. Thomas the Q engine. Fuck. Q-a-thon. When she See you go, there. <laughs> when she goes to her father's seventeenth shed, and she gets the gun. That's not a hunting rifle. That's an assault rifle. I noticed in a in a hunting bag. Well, you're no one does that. Well, also, it was just kind of left there. Yeah. Also, it's like, come on, Jane. Well, here here's why I would make an argument that uh, in a film where you're trying to decide what is real. You could take that scene and say that it wasn't real, but it was on purpose. And that somebody... Now, one thing is this movie, uh, it feels like the director didn't have a tripod. You know, everything feels handheld. Yeah. And you're so aware of, like, the camera movement in this movie that that's why I was saying, "Eh, I kind of feel like you could almost make an argument there's a cameraman there every now and then. And that what we're watching is uploaded video. Except that's not Mm. true. I don't know. It's just something that, because I was thinking about that gun too. I'm like, who the fuck would own that gun and who would leave it there? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Oh, and shout out to a garage projector. Man, that made me instantly nostalgic. Also, there's a beautiful like visual story that's told when you have a pool table in your garage, but uh, you're so removed from hanging out with people that you throw a projector on it and you're, screening on the wall yeah i thought you were going to complain about the um image being off of the actual screen. no no it's fine because again <laughs> like visual storytelling i felt like there was a story there of you know there used to be people who would play pool down here and we'd hang out and there's a couch and now it's kind of turned into a one person asmr studio like i don't know i love that it reminded me of um Oh God, I can never think of any uh to kill a deer, the hunting of a sacred deer. What the fuck killing is it called? Of killing sacred- of a sacred deer. Okay, I knew I would get it eventually. Where we go in the basement of that house and you're yeah. like, there's a story unfolding, but we d- we don't actually get any dialogue telling us. There's no exposition. Yeah. I know I really like that. Yeah, there's a lot of eye candy in this movie. It's fucking great. You know, I'm back. Five stars. It's great. What are you gonna give it? I don't rate movies anymore, dude. It scared you. Yeah. Now, see, on the emotional um, five-star rating, which is the only true way to ever gauge art, is the emotional impact. It that was makes a scary you. face, dude. That's what I'm saying. Five stars. You have to. It scared you. I don't rate things anymore, dude. 
<laughs> I'm going. I'm going the Sean Baker route. Oh, what's he do? He just doesn't rate movies. Oh, I'm more of a Sean Air Fryer kind of guy, and he rates all of them. Sean Air Fryer. Oh, you. <laughs> oh, gross, dude. Air fryers the are worst great. joke good. you've ever written. No, I've got plenty more. <laughs> Sean Baker. I'm Sean Air Fryer. God, fucking die. <laughs> Well, I am turning 64, so right, it's probably going to happen. This is the longest episode we've ever done. We yeah, recorded well, like 20 minutes before we actually started going, too. I know, though, but so. we still got Dum Dum to talk about oh, Vikings. No, no. Is it my turn? Yes. Um. Damn, I wish I had Viking theme song. I was okay. That pause right there was me thinking: Should I just start humming one? <laughs> That's where I, I'll put something in in post, maybe. Okay, good. Um. Yeah, I saw a Viking movie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we're back. We're back at it. It's the fucking Royal Rumble. It's fight night. We got ass and eggs in the ring again. Ass and eggs. And again, I think, uh, you know, eggs is the uh, victor here. I love, uh, I love a good egg. Even though when I was talking about how I did really enjoy The Northman, Randy pointed out that I hate one third of this director's films. <laughs> Are you going to revisit The Lighthouse? I feel like you should. If you pull out that Glock again. Glock on the cock? Yeah, then I will. But other than that, I, you couldn't fucking, I was going to say force me, but you literally will have to. I don't, I just didn't like it. I didn't fucking like it. It sucked. It doesn't suck. There's a bunch of fart jokes. Why you is it in black and white? What kind of pretentious it looks fucking awesome. hack? It's always black and white. Yeah, why don't you make another movie where everybody's speaking a language nobody can understand? That's there's, a great fucking idea. The Lighthouse Slaps. Okay, The the Witch. <laughs> the Witch was harder to understand. The Vitch? The Vivitch. The Vivitch, yeah. I, that's why I saw it three times, dude. Y- you just love Christopher Columbus. I just love fucking suffering, dude. <laughs> dude, Columbus, honestly, when I came out of that first Witch, I'm again, I talked about it on here before, he made me not like it. Also, being... Put right in front of a camera. What'd you think of the film? I was like, uh, you don't want to know. Yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> and then I watched it again. Fucking transcendent. I fucking loved it. Which uh, is great. Anyway, the Northmen. Uh, we get Bjork playing a shaman. We get a Skarsgård playing a fucking badass. We get, um, you know, honestly, th- this movie is, <laughs> it's, it's uh, Robert Eggers. He made a Viking film. Whatever you imagine in your head, there's the movie. I uh, like I can get excited about things in this film as a longtime film fan and fan of Vikings who was uh, given the best gift ever, which was Ancestry.com telling me (laughs) that I actually came from the Scandinavian countries and that I myself am related to the Viking kin that Odin's son is the god that I pray to now. His eight legged horse made an appearance in the film. You're five foot seven. (laughs) (laughs) They're not proud of me. That's why they hid it from me for so long. But they can't deny Ancestry.com. Go ahead. There's proof. Also, Cameroon, Ivory Coast. I can say the N-word. And in this movie, there is a magic weapon that can only be drawn at night. I love that kind of shit because I play too many tabletop games and all the fucking mechanics for magic weapons are so... Cut and paste and boring. Also, I think this was an intelligent sword because there's a fight scene that happens in his mind. Now, we all know intelligent weapons are only crafted by the finest of wizard. And if you're weak of will, they can control you. So I think that was a uh, mental battle happening. This is why Randy didn't get the movie. He's like, I don't know what's happening. (laughs) 
go ahead. Yeah, everything Ray. everything yeah. you just said just went completely one in one <laughs> ear and out the other, which is why I did not care for it probably. But oh. again, I also saw this on a Thursday at <laughs> 7 p.m. I do like Robert Eggers. I like his movies. And I was excited to see it, even though I don't really give a shit about stuff that is old. <laughs> but what? I did end up falling asleep probably for a solid 30 minutes in the middle. Oh, damn. I did catch the end and I did catch like a solid 30 to 40 minutes in the beginning. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't really care about uh, Viking stuff or Norse stuff or Greek mythology or anything that, yeah, I don't give a shit about lore. Except you have some tattooed on your body from and the also, Christian And also, <laughs> except The Green Knight was your favorite movie last year, dude. Yeah, but it's also like a pretty pretentious like medieval movie. Yeah, that's yeah. true. No, and uh, good point. Green Knight slap. Uh, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm playing around. Uh, the Northman, for everybody like, uh, again, barely functional gamers, Eddie the Gamer Ghoul, who st- stepped in for Randy once or twice, his mom watched a Green Knight and was like, I felt like it should have been foreign. <laughs> that was her <laughs> response. That is a pretty good. So idea. for everybody who felt like that, you felt duped by going to see the Green Knight. The Northmen won't. You won't feel that way. There's a lot of action here, and if I'm being serious, one of my favorite things about this movie is they they show the like wild religion that would be if you were a Viking and the honor of dying in war and a bunch of ripped dudes in the woods wearing animal pelts, like just yelling like normally that kind of like hyper testosterone, even though you would think I'd be into it because I like, you know, weightlifting and metal and all that. It makes me cringe. I hate being associated with that. He did a good job here. They actually feel kind of like it's, it's intimidating. And then they raid a uh, wood fortress, like it's completely built out of wood, which uh, cinematic. Um, Claire uh, Cedar. I'm trying to think <laughs> if I had seen that done properly. Like this movie, like Robert Eggers, he's so, uh, you know, historically accurate that I've never really seen it portrayed so well before, which actually, actually I kind of found a little boring because I know a lot of it. So anyway. The the Vikings they end up raiding a fortress and beautiful again visual storytelling. They're just like clearly a foot taller than everybody in there, and they're all heavily armored and they're shooting arrows and they're fighting. It's a fucking cool scene. Beautiful. Everything's like muddy. The set design is beautiful. Um, Let me Rob, ask you this: yeah. what's uh, what's our score situation? What do you mean, like Rotten Tomato? No, no score. The the musical. Oh, score. the music. Um. Uh, a lot of like folk music, a lot of interesting stuff. Okay. Like I wasn't really like taken by it. Honestly, I was more taken by uh we're all going to the World's Fair music. Yeah. <laughs> this again, the problem with well, this that's film, the thing. I figured he was gonna go something like um you know, period appropriate. Oh, always. Yeah. Cause I was like, you could do a drum. Did I talk about his interview on uh Deacon's podcast? Oh, you listened to it? Yeah, I did. I listened to it. So th- one of my favorite things that he mentioned was how- uh, I didn't know you listened to Dakin. When he was doing the costume, costuming yeah. work, he was like, yeah, uh, I hate to say it, but that like career is kind of uh, sexist. And he's like, you know, I wouldn't get a lot of jobs because I'm a dude. I was like, whoa, that's huh. such an interesting thing. Like, yeah. And you know, now I came into this and I was hyper aware of the costuming. 
it's fucking great. Yeah. And that's what fantasy needs. You really need the full fantasy of pardon the lack of a better term, but like the set design on point, everything's on point. The fucking magic sword was like some Damascus steel ruined up thing. It looked beautiful. And I'm kind of bummed that it wasn't as like art house heavy, like the green Knight. It was kind of a, it's kind of like Marvel movie, Robert Eggers stuff. Mm. So honestly, I think it's going to do well. Well, the reason why is because this was a $40 million a movie. Really? Yeah. I heard it was, I thought I heard it was 70, but yeah, either way, it's a very expensive movie. I heard he did get studio notes on this movie. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I heard that they did ADR a bunch of the dialogue because in one of the original cuts with test audiences, they couldn't the understand old it. language wasn't working, which is like, that's his shit, you know, it's like using the old language that would be appropriate for the time, but apparently they had to rewrite and then like re-record a bunch of stuff. Well, dude, we went, um, so I also saw this at a different theater than we normally go to. I know this is a little um, local conversation, but normally we head out to Tan Fran and watch it. I went to Daily City, which is another um, Century Theater. Recliners, everything beautiful. I was telling Clark about this off. Uh, just for everybody, the theater was full. And again, it was a recliner. Dude, it was a recliner theater. So, I mean, Same. we definitely didn't have like 200 people, but we had like at least 100. No, we didn't have 100. We probably had like 40 people in there. More. But it felt like it was like packed. Well, what's up? You're making a face. Uh, Google has it listed as a $90 million budget. It looks like it. That I, made, IMDb says $60 million. So, I, uh, so it, it actually says 90 Then when you read the paragraph, it says 70 So I think the <laughs> 20 was for marketing, but it's somewhere in there. Yeah. But I, I could have sworn he said 40 when I heard him on uh, WTF, but. Oh, he was on WTF? Mm-hmm. Was it a good interview? It's pretty good. All right, yeah. Mary's, anyway. like, Mary's like, he's an intense guy. We had an intense conversation. Oh, God. That's my Mary. And then he played some <laughs> guitar and... Of course. He's a hack. I can't do the beginning of his episodes. Even. Oh, really? Well, yeah, because it's just uh, same shit. I uh, put the barrel of the gun in my mouth again. Uh, <laughs> if I had the balls, I would have pulled the trigger. But I'm here today with Robert Eggers. And yep. <laughs> he was an intense interview. Um, no, I, I was going to say, one of our jury members, uh, our buddy Sean out here, I went out to Daily City and we met up with him. And he had the most uh, succinct review of this movie. After I uh, went out, and he was like, what do you think, man? And I was like, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. It was pretty good. And he's like... Yeah, I feel like I had invited my friends out to get good sushi, and we went to the restaurant, and we got good sushi. And I'm like, yeah, there's nothing really to say. It was a good movie. Delivered. Yeah. I I wish it was a little bit more artsy, but the studio note thing totally makes sense, Randy. Totally does. It's fucking marveled up, bro. I mean, yeah, it has to be. You always got, you got a scars guard in there, dude. Yeah. Good man. And you got the uh, bug-eyed skinny girl. Again, I only know. Um, and, a, and a toy. Gala. What is he? He's Alexander Skarsgård. Which one is he? The handsome one. I think one. so, yeah. I only remember him in True Blood. He's not Pennywise. Yeah, he's not that Skarsgård. Yeah. And Ethan Hawke. Man, I liked Ethan Hawke in oh, this Oh, I forgot movie. Ethan Hawke. Same, yeah. yes. Also, uh, Ethan Hawke's sick. Dude. Again, if you. <laughs> so, again, imagine a uh, Marvel movie. Robert Edgar's film. Also, this is Viking Hamlet. Mm. Literally. It's just, I mean, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, his character's name is Omelette. By the way, uh, Robert Edgar's father was a uh, Shakespeare professor. 
Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Checks out. Yeah. That makes sense. Doesn't it? Also, Nicole Kidman. Uh, how did you think she looked in this movie, Randy? Botoxed. I didn't really notice. I don't know. I thought she was good. I liked he, her in it. He didn't notice because he was in REM cycle sleep. <laughs> That's true. I also did see it at an AMC theater, and you get that very cheesy AMC introduction with uh, Nicole Kidman, and yeah. oh, you see fuck. her in The Northman. And she's like, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for coming out to the theater. I know everybody's dropping dead in the streets from COVID, and you braved <laughs> it out here, and we're going to reward you with a great movie. And then none of her, her lips don't move when she talks. Yeah. No, but in this film, they dress her down. And I couldn't tell, but everybody's like, dude, Nicole Kidman looks rough. I'm like, I don't know. I thought she looked I thought pretty she good. Looked fine. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's the magic of movies, she's, dude. She's a beautiful woman. Indeed. Yeah. So I don't know. I wish I had more to say about it. It's it, like six foot four. It was cool. Again, like him more than ass, man. Well, uh, yeah. Ari Aster. Someone said, who was it? I think it was, was it Madeline? We were talking about it. All right. And she's just like, Ari Aster is just a fucking brat <laughs> who's been given everything in life. He's just a silver spoon fucking brat who's been told he's cinema's gifts. He's God's gift to cinema. Well, he kind of got in with that A24 wave where it was like new. Yeah. And Hereditary was good. I'm not going to. I no, can't fuck I, with that. I, yeah. No, let me yeah. tell you. I love Hereditary. Yeah. Midsomar yeah. can go fuck itself, but Midsomar got so big, so much love, so many people saw Midsomar, yeah. And because also, let me uh, we'll wrap this up here. Do you have another film? No. Okay. So again, what um, am I, Randy? So five movies. So part of my job <laughs> is I, I I train and I I have to talk to people and a lot of people um, that work for my company are younger than me and some are older than me because that's how age works it's very diverse here's the yes <laughs> we're a very diverse company um and to mix up the training um I'll, I'll play some games sometimes and i threw together a quick movie, spin the bottle a quick yes uh seven minutes in heaven <laughs> and did a quick movie quote game Literally, oh, you're a hack. Uh, yes, God of course. Damn it! But oh, just wait. Your Amelie poster in fucking college, Russell. <laughs> the quote I gave them. Oh no, was we're going to need a bigger boat. Oh, I could actually name that one. Jurassic Park. Do you know what the answer <laughs> was given to me? Oh, I don't know. The Meg. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's hurtful. Oh, that's, wait, is it wrong though? They might have said it as like an homage. No, it's wrong. Are you sure? A hundred percent. Let me do the producer's here's, work. Here's, I'm gonna the, look here's the thing, dude. Kids today don't watch movies. The youth of this country are fucking dumb. They don't care <laughs> about film. They don't care about the history of film. We are the outsiders here. You need to know that. Do you understand? Quit looking up the quote that's not a quote. <laughs> <laughs> and engage in a conversation. You're scared I'm going to find it. We're the outliers. The country does not care about film. They do not watch art. Hell yeah. And But what they did do, for whatever reason, was watch Midsommar, and they thought, oh, I've never seen anything like this. Because they haven't. And then they're just enamored with it. I don't know. I think uh, Ari Aster tapped into that Kubrick worship. 
Like he's got a lot of that. Like I'll I'll go with you there. Yeah, I think that crowd kind of like moved on to him. Like remember that Midsommar scene where the camera's like upside down and it's like I was just like this feels like some hacky kind of like Kubrick. I don't know. I was not smitten with that movie. No. Although I do remember you and Randy being like, yeah, I'd f-. Randy was the one. What? He's like, when I'm old, I'm going to jump off a cliff. I don't know if I said that, but I like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> His new Somewhere movie apparently shit. has a uh, Joaquin Phoenix in it. So I'm in. Oh my God. Oh yeah. What, what What's the, it's like a disappointment Boulevard. No, it's called Joaquin tall, but it's like, um, <laughs> over his lifespan, right? Something like I that. Think I mean, so, also, yeah. When you're the only one laughing, please do it into the fucking microphone. <laughs> also for the record, I will watch his new film. Oh, Joaquin tall. Yeah. I'll still, Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. All right. You're back. All right. Thank you. You're back. <laughs> all right. I thought Sonny would have laughed the first time it would have worked. <laughs> you're back. Um, I don't know, man. I, just, I don't like Vikings. I don't care about Vikings. <laughs> yep. Dude, they're fucking have... cool. What didn't you like about them? They're only around for a hundred years. Oh, the only just... thing we know about them are based on poetry. I've never been to Minnesota. Hey, the best like... thing about them, apparently they did a lot of mushrooms. Yeah, and oh, they boy. fucking discovered America. And Leif Erikson, he's a fucking relic. He's they a also human relic. love to rape. Yeah, it does. It happens in the movie. We'll see you next week. <laughs> That's fine. I like that. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater. Instagram at the Overlook Theater, Facebook at the Overlook Hour, and Twitter at the Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye. <laughs>